0: Hey, folks, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is about delivering precision nutrition and supplementation to you, dear audience, based on your biomarkers at an incredibly affordable price and being part of a really cool project. So my guest today or startup really. My guest today is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Elo Health. His name is Ari Tula. Ari is no stranger to the startup world. Ari has is also the man behind bestdoctor.com, which is now part of Quest Analytics, I believe, and I'm not going to describe what that is because that's not what the podcast is about. What the podcast is about is Elo Health. And LO Health is Ari's play for getting people connected back to the idea that food is medicine. And if you want to get better, you want to perform better, and you want to reach your goals, then getting your diet dialed in to what you need is the first step. And the way that his company works is they are going to look at your blood, basically run labs for you once every quarter. They're going to hook you up with a dietitian. They're going to obviously have you fill out an extensive health questionnaire. And every quarter, you are going to, based on your goals, based on your labs, and based on your consult with your dietitian they are going to tweak your supplementation and your your nutrition and you are going to receive customized supplement packs that are going to provide you with exactly what you need and then every quarter you're going to repeat the process and everything's going to get tweaked It's a brilliant idea. Not only that, it's beautifully executed. They're tapping into the power of AI. Ari has an extensive background in that area, and he brings all of the forces to bear of his lifetime of knowledge and learning. It's a great interview. He's got very lofty goals for humanity to help us all function better, feel better, and be healthier. And he's bringing it in at an incredibly affordable price. So for the next, I think they've already got over a thousand people enrolled until they get up to 10,000 people. You're going to be able to get your first month free if you use promo code NAT and the first month will include your labs that will include that blood work and your recommendations. So it's a screaming opportunity for you to get in on the ground. And then moving forward, it's $99 a month subscription. And for that, you get your regular blood work every quarter, you get assigned a dietitian. you get some coaching, you get your customized supplementation and personalized nutrition recommendations. It's pretty cool. And Ari is an incredibly cool guy. Not only is he incredibly smart and an angel investor himself, but he's also an avid outdoorsman. This man really has a good handle on this whole life work balance. He's a really interesting person to talk to. I'm really grateful that I was introduced to him and that I got him on the podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to let you get to the podcast. If you're interested in looking into the service, it's health. And your promo code to get that first month free is NAT, N-A-T. We kept it super simple. If you're looking to connect with me, natnidham.com or the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group, on Facebook or Natalie Nidham on Instagram. If you get value from this episode, or if you know anybody else who would get value from this episode, then please make sure that you share it out with your friends, your networks, your family, anybody else who you think would learn something useful from it. And of course, we always appreciate your reviews and your comments. So thank you so much for being here. Totally appreciate you guys. I keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it and enjoy the show. Hey folks, just a little bit of housekeeping before we launch into the episode. Please remember that all of the information provided in these podcasts is for information purposes only. We are never offering treatments, cures, whatever, for any kind of disease or medical condition. Anything you hear about here is going to be intriguing. There's some research around it, but make sure that you check with your medical provider before you go off and do any of this stuff for yourself. All right. Hey, folks, just a quick minute to thank our sponsor for this episode, Oxford Healthspan, makers of primidine, the only spermidine supplement that I personally use and recommend to my clients and family. Spermidine has earned a permanent spot on my longevity stack. Research has shown that spermidine positively impacts six of the nine hallmarks of aging, including protecting your DNA from damage as you age. Regular users also experience visible results after just one to three months, including better hair, skin, nails, and deeper sleep. I choose Primadine because it is the only spermidine supplement on the market that is free of any additives or excipients, while including a prebiotic to feed your own bacteria to make more of your own spermidine. And now, Primadine also has a gluten-free version. To try Primadine, go to primadine.com and use discount code BIONAT15 to save 15% off your purchase. And now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to the show, Aritula. It is a pleasure to have you here today.
1: Hey, Natalie. Wonderful to be here. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been a while since we spoke, but I'm really excited about this conversation because the first time we talked, you know, I was kind of like, oh yeah, who is this guy that's got some nutrition company, blah, blah, blah. And then I spent three minutes talking to you. I was like, Oh my God, you're so, you've got an incredible story and background and B, I'm really excited about what you guys are going to be doing. So this is going to be a great conversation. So Ari, I think that the way that I really like to start the podcast, as my listeners know, is we love to learn a little bit about you and how you got to be where you are right now. And you've got such a varied background in business and all different things. Maybe you'd like to give us a little snapshot into who Ari is and why you're doing what you're doing today. never mind how you got here it's why why you chose this as your next project
1: happy to uh, get in deep and um, and I think one one thing you you said I love a lot about is that uh, i'm I'm talking a lot about why to me that matters a lot more than what yeah uh, we have plenty of people who talk about the what all day long, but we don't really go deep in why, and that in the end is the what matters the most. So I'm from Finland. That's why I speak at times funny. I've been living in California for 15 years and uh, I got really lucky early on in my, my, my childhood. I got to the computers uh, one of, as one of the first people at that time. So in the 80s, I got my first PC, the big box that didn't do nothing. But then later on, I was able to get connected to the internet. So my, my father was very progressive and and he used computers and he was a research scientist who needed that for work. Uh, I need it for the games and, and the fun. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to get one. And, and in high school, like I, said, I was uh, connected uh, to the internet for the first time. That was in a very early uh, phase. Think about like 93, 94 or something like that. When the WWW didn't, there was no web browsers. There was no web pages. It was like a uh, gopher yeah. and uh, the B B B B S uh, boxes and, and some games that, you know, very, very few people were playing. And I got, got into that early. And, uh, and since that moment, I've been working with the tech. And I've been very passionate about different things. Um, and I've been a big believer of the, the open internet and, you know, being able to move data in a different way and uh, open horizons. And, and I mean, for me at that time in high school, the world became a very small place. I started to communicate with people around the world. And uh, I became one of the early digital natives at that time. And um, I spent many years playing video games um, and then later that kind of became my, my profession. So after I graduated, I, I went to work uh, in uh, in a startup uh, first and then I ended up in Nokia for many years. And um, that was the time when Nokia was the, was the biggest uh, cell phone company, invented the mobile phone and yeah. we kind of invented the smartphone. So I was in a team back. Days that built the first smartphone, the first phone with you know the videos and the photos and all these things. So I kind of saw the world uh, transform, and um, and I was living at the time when the iPhone came. I was just I had just moved to the Bay Area, and I saw the iPhone come out, the Android come out, and all this shift that it has had to the human life, and in in good and bad. I mean, many of us Mm. are addicted to our phones today. But uh, I mean, nobody can disagree that the, the, the smartphone has been the biggest invention I think uh, humans have ever made from the impact perspective, equally big as a wheel or or you know oil and, and stuff like that. It really yeah. changed how how we live our life. Yeah. And um, I had another you know tangent. I was working on this tech for a long time, and at the same time, um, I I had had a lot of health issues in my family. So my wife had a had a you know thyroid uh, tumor a uh, long time ago, 20 years ago, that was taken out with no life-threatening consequences. But, you know, it led into a lot of health problems, autoimmune diseases, uh, hormonal imbalances, th- things that are unknown unknowns still today. So we worked from last 20 years every day and thought about health and uh, we thought about nutrition and uh, it, it taught us a lot. And, and that became my profession later in uh, about 11 years ago, I started a company called Better Doctor. A yeah. doctor finder service that helped people to find a doctor, and um, and that grew to be fairly big, uh, big service in the US. Uh, that led us to sell the company at some point. Then I was running another company that uh, is building the doctor networks for the whole industry, like all the health insurance companies, all the hospital systems, and the government. That company basically created the the doctor networks, and um, and the last you know few years now I've been I've been working on on this next thing that is uh, elo uh we're trying to make uh, nutrition smarter and i was back in the days you know working at nokia and it's kind of funny i didn't think about this of course then but i bet we were talking about the 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 mobile computer being a smartphone i bet there on the wall there was a word smartphone somewhere but we we ended up calling it mobile computer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <And> <laughs> Which is what smart- they are, really. Yeah, but you know, smartphone was a much better name in oh, the yeah. end, and that became <laughs> what stuck. So now I'm 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 trying to hello uh, create a new category called smart nutrition, and, and making our nutrition to be as smart as our phones and our watches and our cars and homes can be today. Uh, so that's a long winded answer, but you know, I I, be, I love I love tech. Uh, I'm deeply passionate about nutrition and human health. Uh, And I'm feeling middle-aged. So every day I think about how can I, how can I live a great life? Um, What would the next force look for me?
0: Yeah, no, that's, um, that's, I mean, and I love the, your point about why as opposed to what, right? Because the why is all it's, it's the heart and soul of the what. That's what really is going to drive it to the next level. So I know that, um, you know you picked nutrition, and it's interesting because you know you were involved in this. you built this engine on helping people to find a doctor uh, which in and of itself would be hugely valuable, and yet you know doctors very often will dismiss nutrition as as a as a lever to pull, if you will, when they're working on people with optimizing their health. so why did you pick nutrition like you could have picked anything to to target, right? I mean, you've got a particular skill set in this tech world that allows you to turn your lens to whatever, to any number of things and kind of wield your power on it. So you pick something that's relatively, a lot of doctors would either dismiss or call as basic. I, of course, agree with you that it's where everything begins. <laughs> I'm on the same page. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, but why don't we talk a little bit, like, why did you pick nutrition of, out of all the things you could have picked?
1: I've been, um, I've been in different industries. I think I've been building a business in, in six different types of industries in my life. And I love the challenge. And, um, and I think by in heart, I'm, I'm probably more the builder. I'm, I'm the one who loves to build things. I, I love to build Legos and, and it really like, um, it, it, it it's almost like a goosebump when I look at my son who's seven years old today. And uh, and he is such a builder, and I'm like, is that me at age seven? You don't remember your, yourself, but you know, looking at his um, lust of new information and uh, and creativity, it's it's immense. I mean, he just can build like four hours, and he comes up with a spaceship that nobody knew could exist. Wow. Nice. And he's trying to build his own company now with my help, and you know, he's he's seven years old. So I'm like, I'm so proud about wow. uh, seeing that, and and I think I was maybe the same. So. I was always very curious about these things. And uh, I'm, I've been, because if you've done this a few times and you really understand that you know, building a company or building anything new, like building a great podcast, you need to be passionate about it. There has to be love involved. And um, if building a company can take, and usually takes about 10 years to build a good company. I mean, 10 years is a long time to do something. And most of us get bored in, in two years. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you have, if, if, if you don't care about it enough, You're not going to be able to pursue, you know, have the crit and the stamina to go all the way. And and that's why I always think about the why so much. And I talk to a lot of young entrepreneurs and they ask my advice and always ask about like, where do you see this going in 10 years? Like, what do you think can happen? And is that the place you want to be and you want to go? And often people say, no, not not really. I mean, I don't really care about this so much because now often entrepreneurship is such a thing that happened, like, you know, with Elon Musk and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, and it's more like, like almost like a, the modern rock stars and entrepreneurs mm. are the same. And mm. a lot of, you know, young audience is basically, uh, they, it's like a fandom around yeah. uh, entrepreneurs. And I mean, to me, that's not the, the right reason is not to try to make money quickly or try to become famous. I'm thinking the real impact is that you can, you can have a positive impact on the, on the world around you. And then you know your mom will be proud about you, and that means more than anything. Like you know, day after Mother's Day, I mean, I mean, making moms proud is a very important uh, <laughs> a top for a son, especially I think. And uh, so I think you know, for me, it really happened all when my my wife had health issues, and we were super healthy, athletic, you know, young people in love. And suddenly, out of the blue, something happens that uh, is really scary, and mm-hmm. something that I had never. Uh, even thought about as a 20 some year old, uh, old young kid. And um, when it happened, we had to go there and think about it. And we realized that uh, uh food and nutrition was one of the key culprits that were, was able to help my wife to, to get better. And we were in a position that we, you know, we probably could have never gotten pregnant with the issues we had. And, and we fixed that as well at the same time. So what we did was that um, um, if you have an autoimmune disease, it's often inflammation that is making your body um, kind of chronic inflammation is the, is the key problem almost. So how can you lower the inflammation was the mantra. And we learned a lot from the doctors we worked with and, and you know, Western Eastern medicine. We read a lot about it and we realized that going to a low carb diet, basically no meat, no wheat, no grains, no sugar that type of diet that did help us to uh, lower the inflammation and then the body can actually heal itself. And that I think is still a very, uh, compelling, uh, uh diet or, or focus on nutrition that would help most people because a lot of the things like, uh, auto, not only the autoimmune diseases, but also, uh, you know, diabetes, uh, type two diabetes, uh, many of the heart diseases, there's inflammation in play that mm-hmm. is making the body not heal itself, uh, or get sicker all the time. So over the years, you know, I just became a believer that food is medicine and I saw it being medicine. And, and, and that was the, the, the thing that I had back of my mind always. And we've been following that diet for almost, uh, I don't know, 19 years now with my wife. And we feel great and we look much healthier than most other people mm-hmm. in our peers. So for me, uh, when, you, when you look for a new idea, when you look for a new company, for example, it's all about what do you know that most people around you you know don't know
0: mm-hmm. like what is
1: something i know and i believe that most other people don't know or believe it and then you are onto something great if that thing really is real and i think we both agree that you know food as medicine i mean is a great concept uh i think uh helping people to to find the right nutrition for themselves uh, is going to be immensely helpful and it's immensely difficult today because people are so con- confused about what to eat, what to drink, how to live their life today.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's interesting that you I mean I agree with you a hundred percent on the wheat, grains and sugar. I'm a little less uh, sold on the no meat as a as a requirement to lower inflammation because I definitely I think there's a lot of new a lot more nuance to that point than we know um and it's also there's some individuality that's 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 involved in that but having said that getting people to clean up their diet and and starting to you know starting to simplify the message so that more people can get on board is is what's i think going to be the real key for 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 broader success right i mean we both move in circles of you know biohacking people people that are very tuned in, if you will, to their health. And it's an easy sell. I think where it starts to get really tough is when you get into more of the general population where they are utterly confused as to what the heck they should be eating anymore. Like it is, it is really, it's a little heartbreaking. I find that, you know, you've got so many different, um, you have so many different stakeholders in the nutrition field that are trying to push their own agenda and very often at the expense of the general population. And so, you know, I I just think that, um, are you within your, your, your plan with ELO? Is it, is it to kind of direct people, everybody into a certain direction, or are you allowing for a certain amount of variation depending on the individual. Like, I'm just trying to get a sense because I know that, I mean, when we were talking earlier, I mean, you know, you there's some pretty crazy statistics out there about what healthcare is costing America and frankly, even in Canada and any country that cares to have a healthcare line on the budget. Um, it's, it's overwhelming how much countries are, are paying for healthcare. And frankly, or even how much people are paying for healthcare. And so, you know, trying to go with that and realizing like the different stakeholders, like the drug companies, the big food companies, the governments, like trying to take that on and re-educate a population of people who've been, who don't get told by their doctors, well, you know, we, you're pre-diabetic, but if you were to change your diet within six months to a year, we could pull you back from the brink and you could be perfectly not diabetic kind of
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. I think you're, you're putting a really big question on the table here, uh, but before I get to the macro a little bit, yeah. let's, let's say that, you know, um, I, we, and I have been a, you know, vegan, I've been a vegetarian for, for a long time. And um, my, and my wife, you know, started to actually eat meat years ago because, you know, her uh, carnitine level was super low mm-hmm. and carnitine is, you, you can only get it from, um, uh, uh, from the meat, almost, or you can eat pills, and um, and now having uh, kids who are growing up, and you know they clearly do like some type of meat. So we, we do eat meat now, you know, maybe once or twice a week, and we right. do eat fish. So I mean, we went back to that because you know I I felt unfair, you know, to kind of dictate you know a diet for my my kids in a way that was not maybe you know as as broad as possible. Let them make their own decisions. But all the meat right. we eat is is very sustainable. Uh, it is very local. And, and very clean. So, yeah. and of course that, that meat is very expensive, but you know, you can eat meat. That is, is something that, you know, will not destroy the planet mm-hmm. uh, or, or your health. So I, I think, I think the, that that's a question that, you know, I get a lot from people and uh, ELO, at, at Elo we are agnostic in a way. We don't, we don't believe in diets. So we rather say that the, uh, diet is an uh, artificial way of limiting your options make it easy for our reptile brain yeah. that is pretty pretty simple <laughs> yeah. so you, it doesn't need to be like that if you can have uh like a higher power like like ai for example helping us to yeah. make the right decisions because you know often the times we eat and we buy food when we are hungry
0: and yeah. you know go to a grocery First store time. when
1: you're hungry you buy stuff that you definitely don't need that you <laughs> crave at that very moment but, but let me take a step back onto the onto the macro and so i'm, I'm from finland and in Finland, you know, we have a system a lot like in Canada, mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, government mainly paid. Uh, you don't worry about healthcare because you know you will get covered. You will get healthcare when you get sick, and and that's just the, the big, I think, uh, difference to US that you know you need to worry about healthcare. If you have no health plan, uh, you can be a Medicare, Medicaid, but you you never are certain about your health. You leave a job to become an entrepreneur. You become a self-employed. You are like, oh, oh, how do I get my healthcare for yeah. my family? And it can be very, very expensive. But think about this for a second. In the world today, we spend about $10 trillion in healthcare annually. $10 trillion, $10,000 big number. We don't need yeah. to care about that. but a what huge we need to number. <laughs> be, what we need to know is that in the U.S. today, we are spending over $4 trillion a year, 40% of the total global healthcare spending is spent in the US, wow. okay? Do you know how many people we have in the US today? We have 4%. So 4% of people in the world are spending 40% of the healthcare cost today. What are we getting with that money? We are getting life expectancy that is around the 40, 50 in the world. We are getting child mortality that is a way, way higher than almost any other western nation we are getting a massive obesity epidemic Mm -hmm. where 80 percent of people today are overweight we are very very close of adult americans that 50 percent of people are going to be obese wow there's no numbers like this in any other country in the world and think about it four plus trillion dollars a year less than three percent of that money is spent on preventative care yeah and the preventative care in the u.s it doesn't mean Uh, Nutrition counseling, it doesn't mean helping you to understand more. It means vaccinations. It means uh, mammographies. And those are important things, of course. Mm -hmm. But there's very little money spent, if any, today on really helping people to prevent. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we have a massive food lobby organizations that are lobbying for the corn subsidies, the soy subsidies, and so forth. There is no ability on any state in the nation to do like a sugar tax that is commonly done in the, in the Western countries elsewhere and mm-hmm. even in, in Asia and many countries now. If you tax the sugar, you tax the high fructose syrup. people will use the less. I mean, we know how it works for tobacco. Yeah. These are the new tobaccos that are, are taking place today. We should basically do something uh, to lower the price, the higher the price of the highly processed food. That yeah. is clearly causing a massive cost in the back end.
0: Yeah, and, no, and and subsidize fresh food. I mean, you know, okay. instead of subsidizing corn, subsidize I don't know vegetables, fruits.
1: Yeah, and then, then like, even these like things you know then happened because of this mess we are getting into ourselves. Like yes, we produce food super efficiently, and the food is actually lower. Of course, we are now the inflation happening, yeah. and we complain about food going higher, but the food is now. Uh, smaller percentage of our household income than it has ever been in the history of man. And -hmm. in the U.S., I think, because we have a really pretty high household income, the the cost of food is minimal. And I think in my family, we spend, uh, I don't know, five to ten times more on food than an average family would. Yeah, we do. Because we we believe that, you know, we want to, that's the, we rather spend the money on there than in medicine later. Sure. And um, and that's the thing, and and I think my I don't have the exact calculation, but I've been talking to many many people smarter than me, and they all agree that you know it's roughly around one dollar invested in the good food will take three dollars out of the healthcare cost. So think about it. if you take the food industry, the biggest in the world, by the way, in the US, we spend about ten trillion on food and nutrition overall, and then you combine it with the with the uh, with the health industry. Those are the two biggest things we have, maybe bigger than oil, way bigger than uh, cars or anything else. And you combine them somehow and you start to, not just you know, make them fight each other and having the other one causing illness, the food mm-hmm. causing illness. But what if they could work together in conjunction and if the food could become medicine and we could have doctors prescribe uh, better nutrition for people who are uh, becoming type 2 diabetic or are type 2 diabetic, that world is, is what, what I want to see and, yeah. and that's the world I'm fighting every day to make reality.
0: For sure. yeah now that's amazing. I mean I think that there's it's yeah, I mean just marrying those two those two spheres all of a sudden takes a lot of problems onto the table. and I think that when pe- healthier people think better, they make better decisions. They're better citizens of the world. they're happier, quite apart from you know quite apart from anything else. I think the the tricky thing is is making it accessible to more people. And I think what's interesting about that is that may be where AI comes in a little bit because you know there's no doubt that people in a higher economic strata who have a better education and it's not a gimme but they have a better chance of making the decisions we make and exercising them than someone who's you know, in a different economic strata, different education strata. And they're the people that are really suffering the most right now. I mean, the, the people yeah. in our world that are suffering are, it's almost like a conscious decision. You know, I'm, I, I was coaching a guy once, and you know, he was a mess. And this was a businessman. He had no end of money and insisted on drinking a bottle of wine every single day. And I said to him, I said, you know, well, And he was really, like, he was really sick. He was going to not live a long time. Like, he had a lot of health issues. And I remember having a conversation with him one day and saying, look, like, isn't it worth seeing your grandchildren grow up? Like, isn't it worth being able to go out and play with them or move without pain or sleep through the night or wake up feeling good in the morning? And he looked at me and he said, if I can't have my wine, what's the point? And I kind of went, all right, well, I guess our work here is done. (laughs) So there's not much, there's not much you can say to that. Right. But anyway, but that's, that's a group of people that have the, they have the resources to make these decisions. I think the biggest challenge that we're going to face as a society is how do we help the people that are not in this privileged world to get access or at least more of them, or at least get into a lower, some of the lower strata. I mean, you know that's a bigger question. Obviously, it's, I'm not asking you to solve the problems of the world, but at the same time, it's how do we help to bring more people in so that eventually maybe it does become affordable, or will you get buy-in from a government who says, "Wow, this is really working. Maybe this is maybe we should subsidize that instead of corn and soy." <laughs> like, here's an idea. There's
1: a there's a lot of, lot of things happening in in this direction, and but let, let me maybe take a step back and talk For about sure. this in a way that uh, I, this may be a controversial topic, but um, I have a feeling that uh, most people are sick. And you, know, you, you say this every day when you help people, I mean, mm-hmm. most people are clearly not feeling good and you have seen, and I, I, I'm seeing it now with Elo that, you know, when you help people to find and, and get better nutrition and when they start to feel better, you are building this massively powerful positive feedback Mm loop that, you know, because when you start feeling better, you're going to not go back into the habits of old that made you feel sick. And of course, you know, alcohol, drugs, you know, opioids, uh, cell phones, uh, sex, there are a lot of addictions in the world that, you know, when you get addicted, you know, um, it's a really difficult uh, thing to solve. And we don't talk, I think, enough about the fact that food can be an addiction as well for sure and a lot of the foods that we are creating now in the lab uh, i i often use the example of doritos Mm -hmm. Uh, i have a book here the dorito effect i read it recently and what an amazing story where you know this company has created a completely perfect uh, nutrition drug for people everybody listening you know pick up a dorito bag. only one have one <laughs> of them and try, try to stop after one. Yeah. It's almost impossible. And I have willpower more than the most, I believe. But I, I'm going to have one. I'm going to eat the whole bag. Yeah, it is yeah. a so addictive drug, optimized for the maximum feel in your brain. And that's what people are addicted to. And mm-hmm. then I think this, this notion that, you know, um, as a society, uh, there's a lot of uh, very negative feelings about, you know, uh, obesity, about overweight. A lot of people are. Are, are kind of blaming the people who are getting sick. And it's it's really something that I I hate to see uh, when it happens where people are talking about, hey, you know, you are you're obese because of, you know, your bad actions or not having the willpower. I think this is something we should stop immediately as a society and agree that, you know, uh, obesity is a, a sickness mm-hmm. and it is an addiction that has to be treated like addiction. I mean, you're not going to tell a heroine, you yeah. know, that you know, stop because you don't you have willpower. We know mm-hmm. now that, you know, it's almost impossible to stop because, you know, it gets sucked. You can suck into the community that, you know, people like that. And then you hang out there and you can't get out. You're like in a dead end. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing applies to, to to poor nutrition. You know, as a society, we allow advertising to happen. Every ad on the Super Bowl is about food you never eat. Every end of the aisle in a grocery store is food that you possibly never buy. <laughs> So how can we we basically you know be uh, conscious citizens if we are being bombarded by everybody who talks about us on ads is something that we should not eat but you know how can it be how can it be legal you know you're like if it's legal it should be fine and then yeah. you end up doing it any anyway and we even do it for the kids sure. you know five year olds in school are getting food uh, created by the Yum! Lake group or McDonald's I mean That wasn't the case, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Why did we do that? That's not the case, by the way, any other place in the world. Like you don't give the big food ownership of the school lunches and addict the kids at that age. So when I selected the schools for my kids, you know, these are schools where the food is made at the school. Yeah. And even the kids are involved in making the food because you have to understand it. And I think the last point that is really, I think, controversial, but I want to say it here because you started to bring it up but I have a feeling that you know um, we can't address the 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 big things like global warming until we have healed ourselves if you have low self-confidence you feel bad every morning when you wake up because you are getting sick metabolically how can you think about you know an extensive threat like global warming and act upon it so I don't think we as a society won't care about you know our nature an environment until we can feel good about ourselves. Yeah. So that's why it's a fundamentally important, I think, to talk about these topics and, and find solutions. Um, and and I, I don't really have a, have a solution in your point about the fact that people who are sickest, I think, are the ones who are buying the food that is the lowest cost and easiest to access. Mm-hmm. And that access is, of course, you know the, the fast food and the, the processed food. And the prices, as I said, are super low today, lower than they've ever been in the history of, of man. So in a way, I mean, it's very difficult to take the good food and bring it to, to, the, to the people who don't maybe have the money or the time or the will to do it yet. So it yeah. has to be somehow subsidized and it will happen over the time. Yeah. But every new idea will always start from uh, the top, in a way, yeah. that the people who who are willing to try and who have the who have the wealth and the and the money to do it. Those are the people who try the first things, like the computer was first bought by the people who needed it and, and so forth. Not everybody. And, but slowly it will trickle down to everybody. So I'm hopeful that in, in the next decade, we're going to see a renaissance and it will look very different than today.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's so true. And you make so many good points, like this whole, the hyper palatability of foods is really what you're referring to here. And, but, you know, and it's funny because I've met people who, like there are organizations I worked, I volunteered for an organization locally here called The Stop. And their, their mandate is to bring, to bring food knowledge and security to the most vulnerable people in our society. And so that work is being done. But, you know, to your point, it will start at, you know, some of these big movements will start at the top and trickle down, just like everybody has a cell phone now, even people who don't have a job or don't have money, they somehow have a cell phone. <laughs> so so it's got to start somewhere. And I think that, you know, what's what's really interesting about the project, you about your new venture now, which is basically taking off is now bringing technology, bringing AI into the picture so that you can kind of leverage it and help people to make these better decisions about their own food. And and that, and AI in and of itself maybe helps to bring the cost down over time because now you're not having to deal with a high-priced doctor or whatever the case may be to, who may or may not be interested in sharing this information with you.
1: By, by adding technology into things, uh, we can likely lower the cost of the whole system. Because, yeah. I mean, we all know healthcare system, when you go there, you still meet the doctor face to face. Maybe you can do a telemedicine today. And that telemedicine already made it. Think about uh, how much more efficient it is. You don't need to travel to a doctor's office, you know, take absence of the work, you know, put your kids in the in in daycare or extend the daycare or whatever. I mean, that's just a lot of, you know, hassle. And you don't often need to meet with the doctor face to face they're not going to touch you. I mean, you are talking face to face for five minutes and then you're going to be gone. So it is very, very inefficient system today. And at, at ELO, I think what, we, what we're really trying to do is to bring some type of measurement in nutrition. I'm a massive believer on this idea that if you can measure something, you can improve it. Yep. If you can't measure it, like how could you improve? Like you don't know where to start. And now I think, you know, some people use a, I don't know, uh, a scale, yeah. your, your weight or BMI as a measurement. I mean, it's one measurement, but you know, you're looking back, back, rear, rear mirror, you know, like maybe in the past, because you know, your weight is not coming today. You eat bad food today. You're not going to see it tomorrow. <laughs> it will take time to yeah. accumulate. So it's a really poor measurement. And, and we are now thinking every day, like what can we measure? What are the meaningful things about our body that we are getting as measurements every day? And of course, there has been a a huge shift in the world in the last you know maybe five years where three things happened that is enabling companies like ELO to work. So we are trying to make uh, nutrition smart by collecting data about your body. So we do it by by collecting uh, your blood sample at home and then testing it in the lab. So we make it convenient. You can prick your finger at home. We need something like five, six drops of blood. We can test 12 different biomarkers from it. Wow. I think about like lipid panel, you know, the cholesterols, the diabetes marker, vitamins, minerals, and inflammation. So getting a pretty good view of, you know, where you are. At the same time, if you want and if you have wearable devices like, you know, Apple Watch or Whoop or Fitbit or Aura or even the scale at home, you can connect those devices uh, into your Apple Health if you have an Apple device. And then you can share that data if you want. It's all up to you yeah. with ELO. And then we're also getting a view on your daily, like recovery, uh, your sleep, and, um, and also your activity. Suddenly you have a, a view of your health from the inside, your blood. Then you have a view outside of what are you doing daily? Are you, are you walking? Are you, are you training? Are you sleeping well? And then we, of course, do like a pretty extensive questionnaire. So that gives us a view of you that is a far more comp- comprehensive view than your doctor would. Your yeah. doctor will not have any of that data and they don't even know what to do about it. And that's where I think, you know, where the uh, the technology and, and even AI uh, or machine learning comes into play that you can understand, like, like I can understand um, what type of person Ari is, what type of person Natalie is. Like we are probably quite different and we likely will need a different type of uh, intervention or different type of plan for nutrition. So what we did, we basically got the data together. We created a system. That you know we have a we have like a backend system for our uh, coaches who are, who are dietitians, and they can see all the data see, like ni- nicely put together, and then the AI is giving recommendation, and then we have the dietitians who will take a look at it and make sure it's right for you, mm-hmm. and then they go over that in the beginning over the Zoom call for half an hour, forty five minutes to talk about data about you, your habits, your goals, where do you want to go, and then they release the plan. And the first thing we do today is we are sipping uh, monthly supplements based on your blood work, your goals, and your overall health. And then we track that every 90 days. So we do the blood testing every 90 days. If you have connected your wearable device data, you can get your sleep data, recovery data every day, activity data every day. So it becomes like a learning system. Yeah. And and I, I don't have a full answer or Elo doesn't have like, what do you need? We will learn together. And Mm -hmm. uh, because have you been doing that before? Have you, you know, tested yourself and then make the best assessment based on latest science? Everything we do is based on clinical trials done to humans. We have thousands of them in the the system today. And those are defining what do you get and how much and how long. And then we see the outcomes. Maybe it wasn't right for you. Then we tweak the system and optimize. So it's really like a learning system and that we work together with every member to, to help them to get to the better health.
0: Hey folks, just a quick minute to thank our sponsor for this episode. Have you heard of nitric oxide? If you were a listener in December, you may have caught the full episode we have on it. Nitric oxide is a vital molecule that is responsible for cardiovascular health and blood flow in the body. But as we age, we produce less of it. And as a result, the health of our systems are impacted because we're just not getting the optimal distribution of blood and nutrients that we need. I have found a great way to ensure my nitric oxide levels are topped off. And it's a system called Berkeley Life. I take Berkeley's two capsule supplement just once a day. And that gives me the building blocks that my body needs to create adequate nitric oxide. I noticed a boost in energy and stamina All day long, and I know that all of my critical systems, like my gastrointestinal system, circulatory, and cardiovascular systems are benefiting from that improved blood flow. My clients and my family take it too, and have also noticed improved outcomes. It's never too early to be thinking about how you can support and sustain lifelong health and vitality. Berkeley Life makes this possible for me and can make it possible for you too. You can access Berkeley Life by going to berkeleylife.com and using practitioner code NIDDBL to place your order. That code will also give you ten percent off that first order. And now back to the episode. That's amazing. So, how often do the members work with the dietitian? Is it when they do their labs? Kind of. I think you had said to me earlier they do the you do the blood work every ninety days. Which is amazing because that's that window of time that you need to change something and to start to see it reflected both in the blood work and even in most likely in how people are feeling. So do people meet with the dietitian every 90 days to adjust their plan kind of thing? And and so you send a supplement, you send supplements out, which is again amazing because it takes a, you know, we all have, I certainly we all and every client I've ever worked with has the cupboard or the drawer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I think you, you make a really, really interesting point because, uh, I, I never had supplements before, uh, I started the, the company. Okay. I thought that, you know, nutrition and the good food is enough. And I realized that I had uh, my vitamin D was super low. I actually had my HDL was, was pretty low as well. Yeah. And, um, and I wasn't, I was thinking I'm all going to be green. And I wasn't all green. I was red on the on the vitamin D. And, uh, of course, my team immediately wanted to help me on that. And they built me a, my own regimen on vitamin D. And uh, I was starting to eat supplementation. My values didn't go up at all. And they were like, huh, that's interesting. And then they, I had been sequenced before, uh, DNA sequenced by 23 Me and, and a few other places. And they'd look at the, the data from there, my team. And they said that, Hey, you know, you have two mutations that are making you a poor metabolizer of vitamin D. And then I had to be supplemented. I think I did 10,000 IU of vitamin D to be able to start getting it up. And it took a year and a half to get to optimal level. Wow. And now I feel actually, I feel different after that. So I became a believer even in this micro optimization. Uh, So we do testing every 90 days. Uh, because I think you rightly say that you know that's the right time to have an impact. You can't modify your A1C, the diabetes marker, in a week. It's impossible. It moves slower. Uh, but the but the cool thing, really, I think, is that uh, we are access giving access to you as a member to the codes uh, via the app every day. So the app is the centerpiece of the L service. Every everything is in the app. Uh, there's a knowledge space, uh, hundreds of articles about health. Uh, and you can talk with your coach every day. So you have met them in the beginning and you can meet them every 90 days. Wow. And then you can ask a question. You can take a photo of a new product that you are thinking of buying. You can take a fo- photo of your food and ask about it. And some people use it uh, almost daily. Many people use it weekly. Some people use it monthly. It depends on a person. Like some people need more help than others. But some people are really asking, like a weekly meal plan. I'm eating this way. What do you say? Is it good or bad?
0: Wow that's impressive. Like that's, that's, that's a lot of support. That's really impressive. So on, in terms of the supplementation, do you keep it basically, is it basic supplements? Like these aren't the, like, you're not going to get into the NADs or the NMNs or the, you know, the, like the more optimization stuff. Are you at this point, because I'm sure Elo will evolve and change as time goes on, you know, you're, this is your starting position and, no doubt it will evolve over time. But at this stage of the game right now, is it designed really to take care of the foundation? So making sure that you know, the blood sugar balance, the blood sugar regulation is good, that the, the blood lipids are balanced where they need to be, and then the basic nutrients, micronutrients are being addressed, kind of thing.
1: We selected um, uh, the first product we came to market. And we will have many more things coming in mm-hmm. the future. I can't talk about them yet. Happy to no. come again in a few months to talk about all the new cool stuff. But for sure. we, we selected the supplements for the reason that the, um, everybody has the cabinet. Everybody has, you know, pill bottles left and right. 100 plus million Americans today eat supplements, pills every day.
0: Mm-hmm. 100
1: million of them don't know if they eat the right things.
0: Yeah. Or they have any
1: impact on their health. So it's basically a placebo. And many of us are listening to podcasts and, uh, and influencers or whoever, and they might talk about the product that they, they are using. It might be a really, really great product for them, but it might not be at all the right one for you. Mm-hmm. That's how we normally get these ideas and then we order something online and we, we get one bottle and then we eat, maybe have half them and leave it into the cabinet. It's, That's how it's people covered. It's the cover. It's, it's the cover. So, the <laughs> so we, 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 we were picking like the first category we wanted to pick is that can we make this experience 10 times better? Can we make it automatic? Can we make it such that, you know, it comes into you in a, in a daily packet that has your name on Brilliant. and that daily packet has all the supplements you need for that day. We can tell you the time and you can optimize the time for yourself. You will get notified on the phone, on the Apple Watch, when to take your supplements. So you built a habit. We track mm-hmm. the habit, by the way, your coach is seeing, have you taken the supplements or not? If you haven't, they connect to you and say, what's wrong? What's the problem? Let's talk about it. So that, that's happening every, to every wow. member at lot. And that makes it because if you don't, if you believe in supplements, mm-hmm. I can tell you 100% certainty that if they are sitting in the cupboard and you don't have them, they will not help you.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I keep telling people that I'm like, you know, you you're you're just about there, but the money is in actually putting the thing in your mouth.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so what we and I I'm a skeptic um, in this this area a little bit, and uh, because I have never taken supplements before, so I went to my team, and we have a really good uh, science team working on ELO, and they basically took all the human trial research that have been done to any type of you know included in nutrition. So think about the vitamins, the minerals, and also some herbal, like, you know, green tea extract, you know, resveratrol, and so forth. So we have all the research that is now published. It's part of the ELO algorithm, the AI, And um, all of the products we today have available, uh, there is real clinical evidence of some kind. Mm -hmm. We took away a lot of products. Maybe we have 61 active ingredients today. So it's a pretty wide array uh, from, you know, the minerals, you know, think about like a zinc or magnesium, yeah. uh, the pro- probiotics to, uh, all the different vitamins. And, and we often combine them in a way that you get like the, the best type of a pill, uh, that has maybe, let's say magnesium and, um, and vitamin D or whatever, like making them in a way that they work together in a, in a right way. And, um, your, your question is really good about, the uh, more longevity related products that are becoming uh, really, really popular Lately, so if I look at the goals LO members have, we have some thousands of people who came into the system, and uh, the number one goal people have today is is weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's I mean, we you know it's a massive problem. We already talked about that. The, the second goal we have is energy. Yeah, uh, people want to have more energy. They want to uh, be performant. In, you know, mainly like praying energy, and then third is uh, longevity. There's a lot of people who are looking at that. And these are maybe a bit, bit more like biohacker type of people. Yeah. And, uh, and we, are, we are right now talking with uh, many of the, of the new companies in the space who have uh, NMN and NR and you know, NAD. And we will bring those in sometime this year. So my goal is that you, as a member, you do your own research. And you, know, you have products that you really care about and you believe in. Yeah. I want to find the best ones for those categories. So I'm working with now with many of the companies that we, we all know that are the up and coming really known brands. And we are trying to get their product into the yellow pack.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So you can, and we already have one product we added recently is called Eevee. It's a, a really interesting new product from a company uh, called Eevee, it's a, a cholesterol reducing omega 3 product. Hmm. And it's made from algae in the US, nice. and uh, there's a lot of new evidence coming out of that product. Uh, so we add it into LO packets as our vegan omega-3 product,
0: nice. and it's
1: it's branded as EV if you get the pack. Uh, so my pack says you know EV EV vegan omega-3 here. So that's the idea that you know there might be some products that you actually know a lot about already that come with the LO product going forward.
0: Oh, so that's really So you're not reinventing the wheel here. You're definitely, I mean, in some cases you might be using a generic, but in other cases, you're actually using branded products from other companies that have done the deep research as it were to optimize the new some of the,
1: Yeah. Some of them are like amazingly, you know, you know, some of the companies raised hundreds of millions of dollars and yeah, research I... new science in in the space. And, um, and you know, the, the science often is very uh, poor. Like I'm not claiming that, all the yeah. science we have today packing our algorithm is all sound because there are, as I said, three and a half thousand about uh, studies done to humans. Many of them are very small n. think about yeah. like 50 people and who paid the study? It might've been uh, the company creating the ingredient who paid the study. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of studies in nutrition today that are never published because mm-hmm. the outcomes were not what they expected. So yeah. what we do at ELO uh, you and me, we we sign up to Elo. We get let's say the the EV Omega Three product. There are studies already done with that product that show a certain type of reduction on certain values. Okay, we will be n of one and n of two in that study, and we run it again at Elo. Yeah, we see if it works. You will see if it works mm-hmm. as we do. So it's like an ongoing, uh, growing understanding of the impact of these things. Yeah. And by the way, our study is now. Some of them, like this EV, I think we are now running it with hundreds of people already. So That's far more than anyone else has done before.
0: Yeah, so you're adding to the database of knowledge, essentially. That's really interesting. I love that.
1: And at, at the same time, I want to say that you know all this data is owned by you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we do use it as part of you know creating the better algorithm, but we are not selling our data to anyone. There's no pharma or anyone who is getting this data. Uh, so we are we are keeping your data super safe because also. We know that you know this is the most important information about your body. Your blood data, for example, I mean, of course, your DNA. We can probably clone you if you get the DNA. Uh, <laughs> right. But that that data is really think about as the most important information about you. We are worried about, you know, Google looking at our browsing history. That's of course important, but your your health data is even more important.
0: For sure. yeah, I'm glad you brought that up actually. So actually you, you brought up uh, genetics and I'm curious, do you think you'll ever integrate individual people's genetics into the, your algorithm? Because- how, you know, like you said, why were your vitamin D levels not coming up? It's because you have certain polymorphisms that make it harder for your body to produce D or you need to take it in a different way. Or there's some people will do better with sublingual B12 versus oral B12 and vice versa. So are, is there a plan eventually to kind of weave individual genetics into the algorithm? Because that might actually strengthen in some ways or fine tune, if you will, some of the supplement recommendations that you'll be making. And even to some degree, nutrition recommendations, when you look at, you know, some people saturated fat is a beautiful thing for them. And other people saturated fat is going to drive inflammation in their body. And it, it can take a lot of the guesswork out of it in a way.
1: Well, I think, you know, there's an area that you, you probably know more than, than I do. And, uh, you know, when we talk about about uh, uh, sequencing your your DNA in a simple array, like let's say 23andMe or Ancestry, it's a fairly limited amount of uh, understanding you get from the DNA. But also, I think you know we I think we briefly talked earlier about uh, uh, epigenetics. That is a super interesting area. Yeah. Maybe the much more important in the end uh, for nutrition than than your normal DNA can be. So for sure. I think for the layman understanding, uh, I think DNA. Is really a blueprint Mm -hmm. of who you are. Is it's the make of you, and it can give an insight on likelihood that you might have a problem, like in my case, the vitamin D metabolization. So the DNA told me that you know I might have a problem, and then with LO testing, we saw that I have a problem. You have a problem, exactly. So that 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 (laughs) SNP, that SNP that we call in the DNA, that was on, and it could have also been off. I mean, yeah. we all have heard about uh, uh, Alzheimer's risk being analyzed by 23andMe. Uh, Praka is another one, the breast yeah. cancer risk. And those are really, uh, I don't know if we know yet the Alzheimer's risk being how real it is, but the Praka we know is a, is a very fairly likelihood is high that you might have that if you have the, uh, the DNA SNP in a certain way. So I'm I'm am i I'm looking at this in a way that you have about 75, 78 different things today we can learn from the normal simple sequencing related to nutrition and mm-hmm. those are all going to be valuable findings but I'm very very opposed to the idea that there are companies today in the market telling you that hey we're going to sequence your DNA and then we tell you what to eat mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. might it might be fifty percent or more wrong every time they do it because they don't test and understand if you really have those traits. Yeah. in your body because the dna doesn't mean that you necessarily are that way your epigenetics are then defining if those are present in your in For your sure. body so For i sure. believe we're going to be definitely adding you know dna at some point and it's not really about um, because it's difficult or easy it's mainly because today if as many people who listen they probably have done the sequencing and you can learn a lot of cool stuff i mean it's mm-hmm. really interesting And um, you can like coffee, metabolization, alcohol, all these things are super cool. Uh, But the problem I see there, and I would love to, you know, like uh, uh, elevate and open my arms and and, and give a hug to the companies out there. Please open up the APIs Mm -hmm. so the people listening, they could go and connect the DNA snips to companies like ELO easily so today yeah. what you have to do you have to go to 23 Me. you have to sign up and log in and you have to go through the hoops and download a file mm-hmm. uh, a file of data and then you have to upload the file to another service mm-hmm. they used to have an api and i know why did they, they, they want to keep the data in their, themselves because the business model they have but you know it would be so much better if we would have open sharing of the dna data in a way it would be secure it's your data, yeah. But you could easily share it because today I know that most people who want to do it, uh, it will be too difficult for them to download a file, upload a file, and um, it's just clunky. And I, yeah. I built I built elegant user experiences, so I don't want to have anything clunky that you yeah. know not everybody can do.
0: Yeah, you want a streamlined experience, but yeah, no. And I agree with you that the, the you know I just want to bring up the point like with when I run a genetics for someone and we come it comes back with a report we only talk about propensities. We never talk about this is what's expressing. Like, you know, like there's this, this one gene, it's got a lot of letters and numbers in it. It's the TAS something, something, something gene. And we it's nicknamed the cookie jar gene. And people who have a certain expression of this gene, when they start to eat sugar, they can't stop. Yeah. Like it's like a switch goes off in their brain and they literally cannot stop. And having now read a lot of different reports, what's interesting to me is I no longer tell people they have that gene until I've asked them the question, how do you do with sugar? Like, what's your relation? Because interestingly enough, even I've met some people who do have on paper this gene, they're homozygous A, so therefore they should have no self-control around sugar. These are people who actually they've either, there's another gene at play we don't know about, that's offsetting it, which is a thing like there's tons of genes. We know, we don't even know they exist, Never mind what they do, or they themselves have, have learned how to hack their own gene genetics. So it is, I mean, you bring up such a great point because just because you carry a certain gene doesn't mean it's going to express. Although what I have found on the supplementation side is, you know, when you're looking at pathways of how different things are metabolized like melatonin or you brought up caffeine. It's the same. It's the same liver enzyme that processes those. You're either going to be a fast metabolizer or slow metabolizer, which will affect obviously how you handle whether it's caffeine or what kind of melatonin you should use or shouldn't use. So Anyway, I just you know I, I find this stuff really interesting, and I do think it'll be fascinating to see how it evolves over time. And yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe there'll be one of those companies will join forces with you ultimately.
1: There's a, a couple of examples that I think gave uh, them in mind when you talked about the the, the speed of uh, metabolization. Uh, it's really interesting. My uh, my best man, I mean my my great friend, um, he was a, a swimmer all his youth and. And uh, he was um, this uh, generation of swimmers that, you know, in Finland, they had this golden group of people who all went to Olympics and, you know, won many gold medals and stuff like that. And he was like almost as good. And uh, because all of the other ones were really strong on the long distances, he was made to be the sprinter. So his nickname was sprinter. And then I remember, you know, he was sequenced some time ago and uh, he is absolutely not a sprinter at all.
0: Right, Zero. isn't that and he was, amazing? And he was <laughs> wow. tested. He
1: he went to this lab, and they tested his um, his muscle cells. Yeah, and, and they found out that he is an amazing long distance athlete. And today he's doing triathlons, um, many of them a year, under nine hours, almost ten hours, whatever. Wow. But, you know, he's like a top level athlete now in the age of forty five. And what a wasted effort! He might have been the best, you know, long <laughs> like long distance swimmer in the world, but he never got the chance. So sometimes you you learn these things. And but that why why I say this is that. I mean, this may often sound to people complicated. We talk about AI, algorithms, we talk about DNA. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff here that we know all of us a little bit. But when you want to go deep into this, mm-hmm. it can get awfully complicated. And truthfully, I think if you combine all the data today we get from the human body, nobody knows what to do with it. Yeah. It is so complicated. Oh, you're so right. We're just getting to the, we are, we're scratching the surface. And what one thing that we are... And, and you know, I've been building a lot of different you know, products in my, in my past. And I always try to build the product that is uh, giving value and being simple. I build mm-hmm. products that I try to make, uh, make beautiful and, uh, and something that you know, can really add value to you without adding more complexity in your life. Yeah. So we are more like reducing complexity, helping you to make the better decisions. And our only hope in a, as a company is to gain your trust. Mm-hmm. So you can outsource some of the decision-making to us that you would need to do otherwise yourself. And that's what we want to do at ELO, really kind of start gaining your trust and help you to now pick, let's say, give you more understanding of your blood biomarkers, your performance, so you can track it over time. If you see something going in the wrong direction, you know, you might want to go to your doctor and talk about it. And the other point is that we want to make the supplementation routine something that, right. you know, is there for real, and impacting your health. If if we don't make any impact on you, or if you don't need supplements, we cannot tell that to you.
0: Yeah. No, and I love by that. the way, most
1: people we have signing up today, they list all the supplements that they do uh, today. They also list all the medications they do today. Mm-hmm. Many people have ongoing interference with the supplementation they do, to the medication they do, because the doctors never ask about if you are supplementing or not. We yeah. built a system where all the medications known today and all the influence that they can have on the supplements and vice versa and foods even. And we tell that automatically people that, you know, stop doing these supplements because they're going to interfere with your current medication. And that's been maybe a, one of the single biggest most value we've been giving to people from the very beginning because very few people knew about that.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I mean, that's such a great point, And it's so important. And I love that, you know, with Ilo, and, and I think what you said is so interesting because It's a journey over time. You're not saying just come and get your blood work done and we're going to tell you what to eat. It's more like we're going to walk this path together. And here's, we're going to direct you in a direction of nutrition and supplementation. And then let's check in again in three months and see how you're doing. And maybe we're going to have to adjust it. So you're not pretending to actually have all the answers. All you're doing is helping people to You know, you've got there are biohackers in the world. And, you know, I use the term loosely, but all of us in the health optimization space, some people are better at spreadsheets and keeping notes and keeping track of the stuff than others. But generally speaking, people are too busy and it's too confusing for them to do it on their own. So to be able to, as you said earlier, bring simplicity and elegance to this and help people along, I think that's a pretty incredible service.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. That, that's really, I think, really well summarized. And, and, and I hope, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we call, we call this, you know, smart nutrition company mm-hmm. uh, and we believe that, you know, smart nutrition is something much greater than, than what we do today. And I, I would love to be able to help you with, uh, I think, delivering nutrition food even in the coming years, but, you know, it takes time to build it and really get it right. And uh, the smart nutrition, by the way, for us at ELO, it means three things. It means personalized. Mm-hmm. So every product is made for you based on your information, your biomarkers, your data. And they come in a, in a pack that you know, has your name on and so forth. It's also uh, precise. It's always grounded on the latest science. And it's always transparent in a way that you will know as much as we do if you mm-hmm. have a question we will tell you all the data we have so, because there's so much more there's so much ambiguity yes. uh, in this space and lastly what is i think the most interesting thing um, the smart nutrition is proactive it gets better over time because as i said you know we know so much about you in the beginning but we really start to know more once we have tested you a few times and the more data we have about you the better we know if you have something that you for example you have a supplement uh, sometimes you know some supplements don't work for some people yeah you send a note to your coach. um i have a, I, I'm feeling this way uh somebody you know a common thing i think you know a lot about is like b vitamins like you start to have b vitamins for the first time you are low on b mm-hmm. it takes some time for your body to metabolize those so in the beginning you might have p you know uh, p that looks a little bit more yellow than normally that doesn't mean that you are sick it doesn't mean that they are not working it means that you know your body is acting adjusting to this new regimen. And that, you know maybe the, the over B is going out in the beginning, but you're going to start, start to kind of metabolize better over time. Or you might have you know, stomach upset because of a probiotic we are, we are giving to you in the beginning. So we will tell you and have a dialogue about it. Next month, you know, we take the pill away, we change it, we optimize it. Um, even you know, a case where, let's say, your, your biomarkers are starting to look good we are changing the dosing automatically to get you the maintenance dosing. I mean, that's something that you know, nobody is doing yeah. today. Yeah. What if you, you are having, let's say, uh, I'm a big believer of green tea. Uh, I haven't drunk coffee for 20 years. Uh, I have green tea in my, my pack. Uh, you shouldn't have green tea year round. You should take a, a three month cycle, then you take a month breather, then you continue. So that's what we do for a lot of you know, herbal supplements. I don't think anyone is doing that today. Like if you yeah. have a cabinet, is somebody telling you not to do it for too long? So those are automatically inbuilt in the system. And what we did now with the, with the COVID, and I'm not saying that, you know, we are helping people, you know, mitigate with COVID, but I'm just saying that, you know, vitamin D, for example, is an important factor. Sure. What we do automatically, if you are living in a Northern hemisphere, like, you know, you are, um, you know, the winter comes, we're going to pump your vitamin D up automatically because you get less sunlight. Yeah. So those are happening without you even knowing about it. Yeah. So th- that's pretty cool in my my mind. And, and that's the proactive approach. And, and just think about like what the proactive approach could be for, for food. When we could look at your weight, your recovery, your sleep. What if you help you to go into fasting? We can look at your sleep quality, your weight. Like it becomes immensely powerful when you can ha- when you can be proactive about these things.
0: I'm all in. You got to come to Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm we to have... think
0: Maybe I'm in the States often enough that I can actually pull this off.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, like we we are, like, this all sounds, you know, uh, it's all doable. It, it, it may, may sound like science fiction a bit. You know, we take blood work and then we deliver your nutrition that is made for you. It sounds a bit of science so. fiction, but but it's a really pretty um, interesting way that, you know, just the blood testing today. Uh, in the US, even many states have different regulations. So we've been now working with uh, our labs and our partners to get the New York live. Oh, it has taken two, two, <laughs> it's taken two years already. And, and I finally have a little bit green light at the end of the tunnel that, you know, we might finally get it done this year. But but it's like every state is different. So there's yeah. a lot of requirement and and like it feels automatic when you sign up to LO, But, you know, every blood test we are sending to our members, a doctor has, you know, prescribe them. There's a lot of stuff happening at the back end that you can even do these type of things today.
0: For sure. For sure. No, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, you've taken on a big nut, but as you said earlier, you like to create things that at least on the front end look elegant and simple. And it sounds like you're doing exactly that. So that's pretty exciting. I'm really excited to see, you know, all the new, I mean, I'm excited to see it at work, but I'm also excited to see as you alluded to, the more the other things coming down the pipes because you're really still like you've really laid a solid foundation here. So there's lots of places you can go to with that. Okay. So why don't we tell people a little bit about how they can find Elo and sign up or what's involved and, or is there anything we left off the table that you think we should cover?
1: I think we covered a lot of things and I think uh, we can can maybe double quick later on the on the (laughs) methylation stuff. I just uh, did my methylation sequence the first time. Yeah. Uh, So I I haven't gotten all the data yet. So I don't, I can't talk about it uh, too much because I don't know even my own view yet. But so how do you, how do you find LO today? You can go to LO.health on the web. And uh, we are of course on the social Instagram LO.health and um, also Facebook and LinkedIn and elsewhere. Uh, today, what we are doing, uh, we are still a fairly small company. We are getting the first thousands of members to, to sign up in the U.S. As I said, we are uh, coming alive in, in New York sometime this year, but we are available in every other state right today. So you can you can sign up today. You can um, get get going in a matter of you know, a day or two, getting your buy kit at home. You can then do the finger prick and get properly going. Uh, today, because we are still early, uh, we are talking to uh, people like you and uh, the listeners here, and uh, and we are trying to get uh, the right people to sign up to LO to work with us together to make it amazing service all the time, and uh, to make it easier for you, we are offering um, a very special uh, discount in the beginning, where we we offer a free month in the beginning, free biomarker test for anyone who's signing up. Um, uh, I think in the in the first half of uh, 2022. And uh, this is an offer that, you know, is is not going to be there for a long time. And uh, it will give you ability to see uh, your biomarker data uh, from the convenience of your home. And we are testing 12 biomarkers, your lipid panel, uh, think about cholesterol, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, VLDL, uh, A1C for diabetes marker, uh, vitamin D, vitamin B12, and also ferritin. And we take... uh, uh, inflammation seriously, as we heard in the beginning, Uh, Mm -hmm. that was one key thing we measured with my wife. Um, We are testing homocysteine for inflammation to really understand how your body is doing. So that's the package that you can start with. If you, if you don't like the results, if you have nothing to fix, uh, you can always cancel and and not continue. Uh, So we make it very, very easy and seamless for you to get started.
0: Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So it's elo.health, elo.health and guys, all those links will be in the show notes below. And if you use I think it's promo code NAT, N-A-T, you get that free month and you're free that first initial blood work done, right?
1: Yes, correct.
0: Okay, well- Ari, this has been a great conversation. I knew it was going to be after we spoke the first time. (laughs) And I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for taking on this project. I think it's an amazing thing that you're doing. And every person that gets on board will be a happier, healthier person.
1: Hey, thank you so much. And great work on educating us to about these topics. I'm just following
0: you guys. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com.